This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you're tuned into episode 259 of The Real Word. Word is up. Nicole White. Here we are. This one is interesting. You you brought this to my attention. It was just out today. It's, it's a lot. So very timely of you. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a big article, too. We don't usually do super lengthy ones, but this is a good one. Inman did a, a nice job. charts. If you're following the hot sheet, you know I definitely love my charts. I mean, Nicole, have you been watching the hot sheet at all? Because I'm going like heavy on the daily charts. We have a daily download. I love your charts. I love, I love your hot sheet. I watch it every morning at 930. All right, Inman.com uh, released today. Most homeowners are forking out big bucks to buy down mortgage rate. This is according to data released by Black Knight. Mortgage rates have eased from last year's peaks and home prices in many markets uh, have posted these double-digit declines. We're when we talk about double-digit declines, Nicole, we're talking about some of these major cities, major metro areas. Yep. 99, 98% of America has not seen double-digit declines. Let us know in the comments if you're in one of those markets where you haven't seen double-digit declines in prices. Uh, affordability still has a stranglehold on much of the market, uh, according to Black Knight. Okay, so what they're seeing, and we're going to put up this first chart. It's very interesting. Borrowers are spending more money to buy down mortgage rates. So the blue line is the average dollar buy down. The green line is average points paid. Okay, so you can see that it really spiked in. I don't know what that what that is about it looks like July. It looks like September. September. Yeah, it looks like September was the highest. So in September, you saw almost seven thousand dollars of an average dollar buy down, and of course, right before September, and that might be like August. It could be August. If you put a ruler to that, I think the downside is in, you, in September. You carry a you carry a ruler? Uh, no, I've got this little pen right well, here. Well, you could do I a could, piece of paper. I, I mean, a ruler is yeah. So quite random, but so the spike's probably in August, according to this chart. Yeah, uh, and that would make sense. July, August, we saw interest rates go up over seven percent, and so for those buyers that were like, "I'm committed, I'm buying a house," yeah. or they started getting into it, like in committed to buying and the rates went up and then the yeah. rates went up and they weren't locked G great point they're like okay i want to buy this rate down i want to make my payment more affordable you, you saw almost seven thousand dollars today the average dollar buy down as of january 21st 2023 is forty three hundred dollars the average points paid is down from that spike of two mm -hmm. to 1.25 if we look back in you know 2021 uh, you know, let's say early 2021, both of these numbers were really low. Mm -hmm. uh, even the beginning of 2022, they started to tick up, but they were very low. Okay. So Nicole, <clears throat> wh why does it make sense for someone right now to buy down the mortgage rate? And will we see this continue throughout the rest of the year? I, I, again, I think it, I think, I think for, for many, if they have, cash you know again some people are have, have some additional cash um it makes sense especially if they're going to be i think it makes the most sense if you're going to be living there for a good amount of time you know i do think it's you want to say something what is no, it you're i was gonna say would you advise people to do this um i don't again I, I i'm not a mortgage person so let's be very clear there i would definitely advise people to get the to look at the option of that i mean i'm even having some of my clients like like 
reevaluate whether it's worth putting 10% down over 5% um, just for a down payment right now too, just depending on what their affordability is as well. So I do think it's, again, I think if it's a long, if it's a long-term move, if they're there long enough, it makes sense. Cause it does, again, it does take a little bit of time for it to actually pay off. Um, again, I, I think that, I mean, the only reason that I think I or a mortgage person would maybe tell someone not to do it is if they're if we're feeling like we're confident that the rates are going to decline well below what they're able to buy it down to. Um, but again, I I I I I I like when my buyers keep money in their pocket. Um, I'd rather them buy a house that they can afford monthly instead of having to buy down because I just I like I like when my buyers can have some cash in there. Yeah, pocket. can have a buffer for things that happen. We know yeah, things let's happen. Yeah, let's buy especially... a couch. You want to buy it? Even if you just want to buy a flipping mirror these days, it's, it costs money. So let's, like, I just. Or just, let's be real here. A lot of the inventory that is on the market, we're still in a low inventory environment. Sure. We're not at 2021, 2022 levels. Yeah. But when you look at the five years prior, we're well below any pre pandemic levels of inventory. And the houses that are coming on the market, Nicole, let's be honest here. There, there are some sellers cashing in on the opportunity. A lot of the homes coming on the market are complete dog crap. These, these are homes that yeah. need 20, you know, 20 years worth of love and care because nobody's done anything to them. Yeah. It's funny. I was just talking to an investor. We were texting yesterday. He's actually helping me. Um, he's a, a wholesaler for cabinets too, but again, it doesn't even matter. Um, we were, we were just talking about how houses that we're buying now are actually like to, to then renovate are what we were selling them for, like, you know, even just as short as four years ago. And it's just, it's, it's, it's yeah, absolutely bonkers. It's, it's your, really your 2019 hard. price yeah. on a completed flip, yes. you know, going back out to the resale market yes. is now what you're buying, buying them for. Yeah. For an investment and again, that that's that the risk. hardest thing for, I, I feel like investors to wrap their brains around. Cause you're like, what, why didn't I scoop up all of this inventory or, you know, him and I were even talking about why the hell didn't we hold on to more of our houses? I mean, the individuals that bought these homes, homes in 2016, 17, 18, and they're selling now, they're probably making more money than any of us ever made when we renovated it the first time. So yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely wild out there to, to wrap your brain around the, the, Bu the Buyers cost. Are, are in a tough spot because if they're out there shopping for a particular house and on Thursday of last week, they had a, you know, they had a particular payment in mind based off of 5.99% on the 30 year fixed. Well, just yesterday, Nicole, it went up to 6.39. It went up almost a half a percent right. from Friday to Tuesday just this past week. I believe today, probably when this real word goes live, we're going to see an interest rate up over 6.4. So if you were banking on 6% and on a half a million dollar house, you're talking about a $200 swing here. And maybe you're now faced with a situation if you couldn't lock in on Thursday, maybe your lender didn't go lock you in. That you're like, oh, I've got to go, you know, come up with $200 a month I didn't have. Maybe I am buying this rate down. So buyers are in a tough spot. The 30-year fixed rate has a lot more volatility than it once had. And this has been the theme since the middle of last year when the Fed decided to reset the housing market. I expect this to continue throughout the year where you, you have some good days where we're into the fives and then you have your, your days where you're at like six and a half percent it's going to be following closely what happens with job growth and what the you know what the fed federal interest rate does for sure right um 
Nicole, here's another thing that I'm watching closely in this article. Okay. It's down at the bottom. It's called, it's the chart that says mortgage payments still eat up more income than at the 2006 peak. And this is why people are going to be buying down rates. Okay. If you look at this, this number's not good. Okay, well, so let's for... be honest, though, because, you know, if we're talking about the 2006 peak, those loans were like interest only. I mean, I, know, I, but no... I had a condo. My mortgage payment was this is payments. Though. My payment was three hundred dollars, Byron. Three hundred dollars. This is all right. Mortgage payments still eat up more income than at the 2006 peak. So a 2006 peak, thirty three point eight percent of your income went to your mortgage payment where today it's 34.8%. It was it was a little bit higher. Yeah. You know, last year. That's not great, Nicole. I mean, in in 2021, we see that that number was like 20%. That's what, you know, everybody that said don't buy in 2021, you're going to get yourself into trouble. Uh prices were 40% lower than they are today. They were at a 3% interest rate and they were spending like 25% of their income. Now we're up to 35%. It, it's not a fantastic number. We'll show that chart here. Yeah. That's according to Black Knight Mortgage Monitor. You know, I'm just saying it's right. Yeah, I'm not. It doesn't make me feel great about you know where we're at. I I I want to see this mortgage rate continue to drop back down. We know that when it goes into the fives, a lot more people can afford homes. We saw that little pop in January, right? Yeah. We also know that uh, you know if we can get some more inventory, hopefully that supply will push prices down into. A more more affordable level. We want we want that number to get to get down. Yeah, I closer think. To 30%. I mean, at least in our market, I think inventory is is the number one driving factor at this point. I mean, it's it's atrocious what some houses are going for just simply because there's nothing else on the market. In a lot of non-city markets, inventory is a, an enormous issue. Huge. Yeah. And, you know, so we're well below pre-pandemic levels, uh, and we we would love to see more inventory, but. You know, all of this kind of factors into where this payment to income ratio is 34.8%. The national payment to income ratio is down from a recent high of 38.4, which was in October. That That's crazy. 40% of income going to your mortgage uh, when rates average nearly 7%. So it remains above the peak in 2006 before the Great Recession. Um, and hopefully we'll see that number come down throughout 2023. Yeah, we'd like to get into a more stable position where buy downs are not the norm. Right. If you can get the seller to do a buy down because you're, you know, in that negotiating position, which we we haven't seen, uh, you know, a bunch of that in the median price points. No, for sure. not even in the high price points at this point. I mean, I feel like there's there's still some yes, there it's it's Again, at least in our market, it's wild. But again, I mean, I guess that that's an interesting strategy, though, too. You know, like you're talking about seller, a seller, you know, maybe if you have a listing that is sitting, maybe that's a tactic instead of a price reduction, you know, offer out some some money Definitely. or a credit towards buying down your your rate. That all of a sudden makes that price a lot more appealing for sure. It's, it's absolutely a move. Yeah, you know, for, for sure. Yeah. Somebody's trying to negotiate price. Hey, you know, what's important to them? Is it? Are they trying to negotiate price based on payment? Right. Because maybe we can we can uh, figure out a solution here. Yeah, for sure. All right, racket number two. This is uh, according <laughs> to realestatenews.com. Do you have $3,000? Nicole, you got three, G. I hope so. Nicole, here are three ways to spend it on your business. 
uh, if you're ready to invest in your real estate business this year, a few thousand dollars can make a significant impact. Uh, all right, we'll get we'll get both of our opinions on if a few G can really impact your business. Number one, number one, prospecting for new leads. Everybody needs new leads in 2023. Buying leads is expensive, and three thousand dollars won't get you many. Right, sometimes a very valuable lead in a, in a market is a more than $3,000. Right. But if you, but if you're at a point in your career where leads are what you need targeted geo farming, I mean, at any point in your career, leads are what you need. <laughs> I don't Every understand point. that. <laughs> Every point so, of your career. Yeah. Uh, Chris Spiker, Chris, shout out to you at the Spiker group. We haven't connected in a long time. He's got agents across the mid Atlantic and Hawaii with this kind of budgets, buying leads in a zip code or a certain part of town isn't feasible. I'd agree with that. You know, if $3,000 is your budget, you can't go to the number one lead source in America, which is Zillow, right? The attention, if, if you want leads, where's the attention as it relates to home shopping, it's on Zillow. That's where the attention is. Every other agent trying to kid themselves of something different is wrong. The attention's on Zillow. So you should find out a way to carve a place in that world for you and your business. If you got $3,000, my argument would be if you're only spending $3,000 on your business, you better partner with the brokerage or the team that can invest more in your business than you can. Right. And this $3,000 is just like extra. You're not. Here's Hey, agents out there. Here's a wake up call. You don't have a business if you only have $3,000 to invest in it. So partner with the right team, partner with the right brokerage that can invest, that can pay to play, that can go out there and land grab on leads. Because if you can't do it, you better put yourself in a position to partner with somebody or a group that can. All right. So number, Nicole, what's your thoughts on uh, they're talking about targeted farming. So you could take, what could you do with $3,000 to get new so leads? Is, I love, there, is there anything? Well, I love what he's saying here though, because he said, I suggest looking at people who have been in a specific neighborhood instead of looking at the actual house. I think that's actually genius. Um, I was even just talking to an agent just recently too, because she, she farms to, um, to like landlords of condos, like they're, like they're non-occupied. So they're renting them to see if they would want to sell. And I said, maybe you should be targeting the tenants that are in that unit as well. Cause maybe they're going to want to buy. So, yeah, I mean, I do think that this is valuable here to start spending your money on, on the, on people targeting the right people, um, instead of just like a blanket mailer. I mean, I feel like some people are just sending blanket mailers hoping um, yeah, that somebody will at least reach out. A lot of people are going to take their $3,000. They're going to divide it by six months. That's 500 bucks a month. 500 bucks a month is mm -hmm. going to get you like, I don't know, 200 mailers when you factor in paper, right. mail, you yep. know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, you say, oh, well, postage is you know, whatever it is, 60, I don't even know what it is. Um, so you, you might get a, you know, a little bit more if you're putting out some just generic postcard, that's not going to make much of an impact. I, I would, would argue that your $3,000 is going to get flushed pretty quickly. If I truly only have $3,000 and I'm trying to generate leads that I'm going to put that into a dialer, that's going to give me some type of data. Okay. For phone numbers and for expires and for for sale by owners. And I'm going to have to apply a bunch of sweat equity 
into my $3,000. Number two, nurturing relationships with clients. What would you do with 3000 bucks to nurture relationships? You're asking me? Yeah. Yeah. What would you do with $3,000 to nurture relationships? 3000 just for nurturing my current clients? I guess I didn't. Um, hmm. See, I, I'm not a huge gift giver. I know. There's so this one says you might choose your best 200 repeat and referral sources. This is the, uh, Mike Palin from the floor. Oh, see, he's talking in, about in parties. I Show mean, them appreciation, right? So holiday pie connecting face to face. Oh, I mean, I, so that, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously big into always trying to connect face to face. I do write thank you notes or at least just like, maybe not even a thank you. No, I guess it's just kind of like a, Hey, how are you? Have you been? Thank you. No, I will say I utilize Facebook and Instagram a ton too. Obviously that's more of a free move. Um, and I don't just like comment, like I'll drop something in the DM if I notice something in a picture of, of the family. Um, yeah, I mean, we throw we throw an appreciation party here at the office. They're wildly successful. People love them. Um, including just people within the town. Uh, Cause if you're doing, even when we did our um, Halloween, right, that was, that wasn't a client sort of appreciation, but what was nice there too, is we did open it to the community too. So it actually kind of serves both purposes of getting new clients as well as um, like this is saying, nurturing old ones. Um, I'm a huge, again, I, I built my business off of open houses. I, I thought that was great. I would spend the week before, handwriting invitations to the neighbors to invite them to come. I always had a really great turnout with the neighbors. And then obviously they were like, oh, you invited me. And I was able to then at least get some contact information from them when they came. So I think that's probably, a, a, in my mind, a great spend in terms of money, instead of, instead of money on like my time. This is assuming you have you or your team has 200 past clients. Right, I mean, right. so so if you, you're like, oh, I don't have the 200 past clients, w- right. what can I do? I'll take yeah. a different angle on this. What what can you do, in, you know, to nurture relationships without past clients? Emily on, on our team in Connecticut, she has been doing buyer seminars. Emily White, not no relation to Nicole White. Nope. Buyer seminars at a town library. So it's a neutral playing field and she's picking up business, doing this, picking up relationships, having follow-up coffee conversations where they feel even more comfortable on a one-on-one basis. And I don't even know, there, there probably is some fee to the library to do that, but it's certainly not going to be $3,000. No so, so, so if there's something in your community where a lot of people would feel really comfortable, a neutral playing field where people would feel comfortable I'd go and host the party there, you know, for, for a small fee, maybe it's the local coffee shop. will let you do this. You know, maybe, maybe there's a bookstore. I feel like the town that I'm talking about might be the last bookstore in America. Oh, we have a bookstore in our, in our town too. Although they just put it, they just put it on the market. I'm, I'm, I feel like I want to, I feel like I want to buy it. So, you know, some, some place where a lot of the, you know, the people in the town feel real comfortable going to, and then having the, the seminar there where you can really nurture these relationships in a way that, that you're, you're giving back. The gifting is, is good, but you, you've got to have more rapport than just gifting. Another angle would be doing this, uh, you know, this annual equity review. If you do have the past clients that own a home, giving them an annual equity review, but showing up with a $10 Starbucks gift card on top of the annual equity review as a nice little thank you. Okay. So number three, Mm -hmm. exit realty president, Tammy Bonnell 
says upgrading your tech would be the way to spend the $3,000. She'd encourage agents, Nicole, to spend a good chunk of the $3,000 on a, wait for it, wait for 5G it. cell phone. A phone. Now, Tammy, I am certain, you being the exit realty president, that you are a brilliant woman. Brilliant. And I'm going to take this as a just come. You just needed to to move on. You you wanted to drop real estate news. A, a quick little soundbite. You maybe had two minutes on the phone, and so you were on your phone, and you said, "You know what? My I'm phone. just going to say phone, phone, phone. go buy a phone." <laughs> and you you didn't think twice about it. Didn't think you'd actually be quoted in this. Uh, she says this would give them more bandwidth for connectivity and the ability to stream large amounts of information without Wi-Fi. I mean, Tammy, please. First of all, Wi-Fi is readily accessible almost everywhere. You could be right now. And this is giving agents the biggest excuse in the, the book. The biggest excuse. I'll be ready and more productive yeah. to make my calls and After text messages. After I get a new phone. Once I get a new phone. Yeah. I'll be really organized yeah. when I get a color-coordinated agenda yeah. and I have every single highlighter color and I can sit there and the things I could do on Google for free, yeah. I'm going to waste my time Or my lighting kit comes in and so I can make my professional-looking videos. Yeah. I'll be really organized when I go buy that new MacBook. This is the biggest racket I've heard in a long time. This is really bad advice. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you're operating on on maybe an an Apple I'll iPhone five or eight or something, yeah, sure, go, go get one. And I'm a big believer. This is our tool. You should have a, a good phone. Yeah. Uh, but I would imagine that 99% of agents are operating with with a pretty pretty. Well, good I don't phone. even think a new phone costs three thousand dollars unless like no. she's you're buying a new one each month. No. And, yeah, and so. Listen, maybe this advice, if you're still an Android user, and I know I'm going to get hate in the comments for that, but you know, maybe this is relevant for you, but I don't, I mean, she's even saying professional looking videos and photos. Well, that you need a lighting kit. I mean, she did go deeper so you can give yeah. tours, video clips. Yeah. I mean, okay, go listen, 2023 upgrading your phone is not going to keep you in the business. I want to, I want to see you stay in the business. Now, some of those other options that we gave are going to help you stay in the business a lot, a lot faster. So, all right, Nicole, left, right. middle, right. The headlines of politics, agents and entrepreneurs, real estate entrepreneurs need to know about right now. What are they? So this is a CNN article, Biden to test run his reelection message in his first state of the union to a divided Congress. That's tonight. That so is if you're tonight. seeing the real word on its release, then tonight at 9 PM Eastern time, President Biden will give his annual State of the Union speech. Uh, he's going to be doing this, obviously, in front of a divided Congress for the first time. His first two speeches uh, were in front of a unified Congress. Unif I mean, I'll use that word unified loosely. They were both on the same side of the political aisle. I, I want to at least get uh, you don't have to watch it. 9 p.m. is past my bedtime. But I at least want to get the transcript if I'm an agent. I want to know what our president thinks about curbing inflation, what he thinks about the economy in 2023. Okay. Is he going to mention housing at all in this talk? I listen and watch closely for the Fed chair, Chairman Jerome Powell. Every time he speaks, which he's speaking, actually, Nicole is speaking right now. He's speaking today as well 
uh, just a week after the FOMC meeting. What does he say about housing? What is he saying about inflation? For him to be speaking, and I'm talking Powell now, just a week after that enormous job growth that we saw last week, the unexpected job growth report that we had on Friday, for him to be speaking this this soon, I want to know what does he have to say now? Because all of this is going to impact the rates. We saw the minute that job growth came out on Friday, what happened to the 10-year? The 10-year yield spiked up. The 30-year fixed rate rate spiked up. And I want to be able to at least articulate to my buyers, to home shoppers, what's going on. And listen, love them, hate them. President Biden is going to say some things tonight. He's going to probably say a whole bunch of political nonsense, but he's going to somewhere in there, he's going to give some indication about how he feels about the economy. We're in real estate. We're an enormous part of the economy. And we should pay attention to that. So I'd encourage you guys, uh, no matter what, pay attention to those little little bits he drops in there about the economy and certainly everything that Jerome Powell is saying as well. Don't brush them off just because you know you don't like something else that he might be pushing. And I'm sure Facebook uh, will be very hot tonight. Even Twitter, right? Everyone, and by the way, everyone having their comments and. Nicole, thank you for that. Yeah. If you're an agent, don't engage in in that. There's a guy on Twitter who's uh he's one of prop tech. He's a prop tech uh, guy mm-hmm. in real estate, and I've been following him for a while. Being connected, and boy, every single day he's just like commenting to a in bunch it. of political posts. He's in it, and he's like calling people names, and you I'm can't like, get out. Wow. It's like quicksand. It's wow. quicksand. I don't want to even, I don't want to even engage here. This is crazy. And, and as an agent, you certainly don't want to do that because your community's watching. And remember, you know, remember, just think about your community. Where did, where did the votes go uh, during the last election? There was probably a large chunk of people, homeowners in your community that are on whatever opposite side of you, that, that you are. And so don't engage tonight would be, would be my advice. All right. Good. Nicole? Yeah. Are you going to be talking about this on the hot sheet tomorrow morning at 930? I will be talking about... The State of the Union? Good. Well, I look forward to... The State of the Union. I'll be talking about, more specifically, tomorrow's hot sheet. I will be talking about Jerome Powell's comments that he makes today. So I'll be talking about both, but definitely Powell's uh, as he speaks in front of the Economic Club of Washington, D.C. today. All right. Down below, we've got a... We've got an AI tools for real estate agents ebook. It's a 38 page ebook. We collabed with Chris Smith. Nicole, you love Chris Smith. Love Chris. I know exactly we've, who he is. We've got that ebook down below. You can download that. It's completely free. It's the best ebook ever created on planet Earth as it relates to AI tools for real estate agents. It may be the only one, but it's certainly the best. And then tomorrow, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so Wednesday, what's the date on that? The February 8th. what? February 8th. The 8th, 4 p.m. Eastern time, we have a live cold call event, cold call event number two, myself, Tom Tool, Danny Deals, and Jason Posnick is joining us this time from Team Chinati, where so we're going to be doing circle prospecting. If you're listening to this after February 8th, just go search in the live tab of BAM YouTube for that You guys that got a lot video. of live viewers, though, last time, didn't you? I think it was over 1,000 live viewers I read. 
We had over a thousand live viewers, over a thousand live chat. I know and our actually, team had like they popped popcorn. There was a whole little extravaganza down here. People were watching, yeah, 10 at a time because we had a whole bunch of yep. tags on Instagram with those. But that video went up over 11,000. Uh, tomorrow's video for the Circle Prospecting is actually linked below. So you can you can set a reminder for that. Make sure to subscribe to BAM YouTube so you don't miss any of this stuff. Nicole, I'm coming up to Connecticut this week. But Excited to see you. I ya. think I'm going to miss you. You may, but we'll see. Which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. When, what day are you leaving? I'll be in Connecticut and I'll be in NYC and I'll be in Stanford. Until the weekend? I've got a bunch of different places I got to go. Oh, boy. All yeah. right. All right. So if you're in any of those areas, me. hit me up, but I probably can't see you because you won't, my he won't be able to see you at all. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you next week on The Real World. See you guys. Actually, we may not see you, Nicole. Oh, Jesus. Will we see you? You will see me next week. All right. Mystery Kayla said Nicole. she's going to pick me up. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, Nicole will be here. They'll Keep be great. it real. See you guys.